Hi, this is Pastor Jim. Thanks for joining us for this week's message from Riverside Church. I believe you will be inspired and blessed by the Word of God. We'd love to welcome you to one of our services next time you're in the Brisbane area. If you'd like to know more about us, go online at www.riversidecc.org.au or like us on Facebook to hear about up-and-coming events. I hope you enjoy the message. God bless you. Well, this morning we have the privilege of having Ben and Irene and their three girls with us this morning. Ben, uh, we've got a photo up there. Yeah, look at that. Mate, you look better in person. <laughs> Didn't you have your makeup on that morning? I don't know. That's, that's good. Yeah. Would you like a shirt? Yeah, there you go. Give him a hand. See how happy I am and I just gave. It's that simple, folks. It's that simple. So they're in Kenya. They're doing an awesome work. And Ben and Irene are going to share. So would you welcome Ben as he comes this morning? Thanks, buddy. Go for it. Uh, Praise God. Um, Irene is just taking the children to to the kitchen. Uh, We're honored to be here. Um, We give glory to God. and um, it, it's uh, the, what we do is all, all for the glory of God. We, we're honoured to be here and thank the church for your support. Uh, we, we can't do the work without you. And uh, we feel the encouragement and support. And we wanted to thank you uh, so much. Um, we, we've got some slides to go through. And, and Irene will join me with that. But I thought before going into that, we'll talk a bit about how um, we, we found ourselves in Kenya. And also what the, lo- the Lord has done to us. Um, leading up to going to Kenya. Um, I'll start with uh, a reading from Psalms 116, verses 1 to 5. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. If you're here today or online and uh, uh, you have troubles in your life, you have difficulties, with God anything is possible and call upon the Lord. Uh, Myself, my my journey, um, in 2008, I was 31 years old and I became a Christian. It was the best decision that I've ever made and the Lord turned my life around. Uh, um, lead, leading, leading up to that, um, from the ages of about uh, tw- uh, 21, or, uh, about 19 to 31, so about 12 years, I suffered severe depression and alcoholism. Uh, my, my, my father, my biological father, had t- taken his life when I was five years old, and he was an alcoholic. Uh, the two memories that I have of him are of, of uh, uh, alcohol finding a pile of bottles underneath the house. Uh, I excited, I called my mum and showed her, and uh, she was very upset. And then and another, when he tried to give me medication and saying that they were smarties. Uh, my uh, my mum remarried and my stepdad raised me uh, when, from the ages of uh, about seven, and I thank God for him, and he, he's really helped me. Um, but those memories of my biological father were with me as I grew up and I, I had trouble reconciling them. And 
I become a, um, a, a late teen or a young adult, I felt that my identity started to be going out and partying and drinking and I, um, I was drawn to that life. I couldn't stand up in front of you today if I hadn't drunk alcohol. I couldn't speak to people. I felt that that that's was what was helping me. And uh, I, I was full of depression and sorrow, which is probably even worse than the drinking. Uh, I tried many things. I spoke to counsellors, uh, a psychologist. I took medication. I read many books, um, but not the Bible. I, 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 try, I tried, cert searched long and high for joy, but n nothing w w was helping me. And um, w one day, a, a friend um, who had li was living a similar life to me, uh, he was my friend at gym, a sports club. Uh, he, uh, he, he, his family uh, were churchgoers, and um, he, he decided to come back to church. And I didn't know anything about that, but uh, he he invited he invited me to uh, he said come come to church and uh, I, there's going to be this speaker. It was actually um, uh, a guy who used to be the leader of the Ku Klux Klan, and uh, he was giving his story. And I thought, wow, that sounds interesting. Um, he, he's not involved in it anymore, uh, and he's like, no, no, he's speaking against it. I didn't even know he was a pastor. I thought that's good. The church are doing this. I, I want to learn about, I'd like to hear the story. And I, I came there and um, uh, there was something there, I felt it. Um, and, but I thought, um, I'm not, I don't know. Um, so I went for another three months and, um, and the life just kept getting worse. And uh, so, so, so bad that uh, like, w there was one time um, in that three months, I, I, I fell over a dog at a party and an ambulance was called for me. I mean, how bad is that? <laughs> you know, I'd really hit rock bottom. And uh, so I rung, I, rung up my, I, I rung him up and I said, um, that church you took me to three months ago, um, I, I want to go. And he's like, you, really? Uh, you know, because he, he himself, uh, like, he didn't know that that was um, what I was going to do. It's the Holy Spirit and he's planted a seed and the Holy Spirit worked in my heart. And... I came to church that day, but the devil, I think, was really trying to work against me because I even had an accident just in front of the church when I was trying to park the car to distract me. And there was, men, there was um, I, w I had no confidence going into church. I, I felt like I didn't belong. I went right to the back. I made sure I found my friend and I sat next to him. Uh, if you're here or online and you feel that church is not a place for you, that you've done something too bad. God loves you and your identity is not your past. Yeah, we're a new creation in Christ and um, God welcomes you and, and loves you. And um, so I came to church that day and I really was, just couldn't focus so much, but I just felt the love of the, from the pastor, what he was saying. And I, I thought these people aren't judging me. And, uh, but um, I prayed a prayer in my heart and I said, God, can you take away my alcoholism and my depression? Um, I, I will follow you. I will follow you. Um, I'll, I'll be steadfast. Um, I will be committed. Uh, Isaiah 26.3 talks about being steadfast in your mind. And I, I said, I'll make a decision. I'm all in. I'm all in. And and God just turned my life around. He filled me with a joy and a peace that the world can't give. 
And there was something in my heart that I was always trying to fill it with something else. Um, and I couldn't explain it, but the, the desire to drink had completely gone. And I started seeing colours. I started seeing hope and joy and peace like, that I otherwise would not have had. And I give glory and praise to God. I, there was a, n- a number of times I was close to suicide, following in my father's footsteps. I'd be driving down the freeway and just felt this voice in my head say, drive into the wall, uh, the, the barrier wall uh, at a high speed. But I know God was there. God was with me. And he, he um, saved, saved me from, from that. So we exist for the glory of God and to tell the story of God um, and God's love for everybody. Um, Mark 5 um, talks about, uh, uh, there's the story of Legion, the man who has all those demons. Um, I started verse 18. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed, so he had been, and and Jesus had healed him from all all the, uh, the... or the demons, begged to go, he begged to go with Jesus. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own people and tell him how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. So when we have great things done in our life, we need to tell people about them, don't keep them to ourselves. Um, the other thing I see there is that Jesus didn't identify him by his past afflictions, his troubles. He spoke into what he's going to be and his identity is in Christ and not by his troubles that God helped him overcome. Um, another scripture um, that I share is Isaiah 45.2. Uh, God will level the mountains, he'll go before you. What seems like a mountain in your life, God is with you. God will level those mountains. He's not going to forsake you. He's with you. We have a comforter. We, we, we have a strength in the Holy Spirit. And walk tall, be strong. If, uh, if you're online or in the church today and you feel that you've got a mountain in your life, God is with you. God is your strength. God's your encourager. Um, I... I Became a Christian in 2008, made the decision to follow Christ, and I was all in. I was steadfast. I saw a change, and I'm like, I'm, I'm following you, Lord. One day in a church service, about four months in, I felt I heard a voice in my head, go to Africa. I didn't understand that. I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start saving up some money. Uh, I don't under, don't my my home church. I didn't know they even did mission trips or anything, but I started saving up money. Then uh, eight months into my uh, faith, they announced that they're going to Kenya. I thought, uh, oh, I'll, I'll ask them if I can come along. I've got the money because I, I was really saving. And, yeah, nine months as a Christian, I went over to Kenya and I didn't know what I could do, but uh, I thought I can, I can maybe do something. Um, they made me the photographer on the trip and I learned lots from the, the, the... There was a team of five of us, but the people in Kenya ministered to me. God spoke through them uh, to me. And, uh, and again, I was, my faith was sharpened and I, I grew and I, I loved it. So if you're here and uh, you think ha- God can't use me, God can use somebody who's only a Christian or uh, early Christian or a very mature Christian. We never can stop being used by God. So I, um, I came back to Australia and I thought um, I, I was touched. I really saw some things that I thought weren't right. 
and I thought, God, help me. There was a girl that uh, we met who needed an eye operation and she had this like golf ball on her eye and I, and I think the operation cost about $1,300 and I thought, I, I can do something about that. I can, we can raise some money. And, um, we, we, and I thought, I, but that was what called me back and I went back for four months and we helped the, the girl for the glory of God uh, and her eye was he, uh, healed. But then um, we... we um, I, um, I, I spent four months in Kenya and I just loved it and God continued to grow my faith. And then uh, I, I, um, I met my beautiful wife, Irene, who's uh, waved to everyone. <laughs> She's going to come up. Uh, uh, I, I met Irene in 2011, so I'd been to Kenya twice. I had the opportunity to go twice. Uh, we, we met at a Bunnings barbecue fundraiser. Uh, uh, <laughs> we... Uh, um, a friend of Irene's, who's a Kenyan, um, was helping me. We were short on volunteers, and we were raising money for an orphanage in Kenya. And I uh, um, said, just bring as many people. And she brought her fr friend Irene along, and we met that day. I didn't see her again for six months, but um, the, uh, I, there was a ministry at church. We were doing outreach, um, uh, sharing the gospel in a, a, a commission housing, uh, and, uh, and Irene... Um, volunteered for that and so we both uh, um, became friends and knew each other through this outreach and then Irene's student visa uh, uh, finished and she went back to Kenya in, tw in 2012 and uh, I was already going to go back I'd planned another trip that was my third or fourth time back and then uh, in, in July uh, 2013 I, I left my job uh, working in IT that I'd been doing and I moved to Kenya to live, and we got married later that year. And we've had uh, three beautiful daughters, um, um, all born in Kenya, uh, Grace, Lisa, and Zoe. And um, yeah, I'm a very blessed man, and um, that wouldn't have happened, I believe, I, um, if, I, if um, the Lord hadn't turned my life around. Uh, um, so yeah, um, 1 Corinthians 1, 28, God chose the, the lowly things of this world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to, to, give, uh, to give glory. Uh, God, uh, um, I, I, God, God can use anybody. Um, and uh, um, you may be reluctant to be used. You may think that, uh, what can I do? God can use anybody. And um, God, just like myself, who was a very young Christian, um, just put your hand up. God wants to use you. Um, some of the scriptures that influence our work in Kenya um, is uh, Psalms 115.1. Um, to your name be the glory, God. We, we, we exist for the glory of God. Everything we do exists for the glory of God. Um, Psalms 27.10, though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. So we work with street children and we let them know that they have a, a, a God is their father, even if their own biological father has abused them or neglected them. Uh, and, and Psalm 68, 6, uh, God sets the lonely in families. So we try to help bring the children who are, who are, uh, who are on the streets back to a family situation and, and then empower the family to care for the children. And James 2, 14 to 17, that um, uh, we don't just preach the word, we also use action to preach the word as well. Um, so, so uh, 
uh, we, we, we've, we've grown a team in Kenya now of uh, nine, nine local staff and, and they've got great stories and testimonies themselves um, and um, that, that's been fantastic. So um, I'll, I'll ask Irene to, to come up and uh, we can go through the slides, but we wanted to share a bit about our testimony um, and story that led us to, um, uh, to, to, to Kenya. But um, Matthew 28, 16, the Great Commission, we're all called to make disciples we're in Brisbane or uh, in Kenya. Um, so share, mate, invite your friend, your, fan, um, your lost one, like Joe, golfer Joe, to church and um, let God do the work. The Holy Spirit will, will convict them, will invite them, will make them want to come to church. So just invite people because we're all called to make disciples. It's a great commission wherever, here in Brisbane or Kenya. So we'll start with the first slide. Okay, um, so like you know, we are Children's Portraits Africa. First of all, I want to say how we started this. When we began this charity, we thought we were going to have a children's home. That was our idea. That's why the name Children's Portraits Africa came. I think we had them in our mind that it's going to be a home fortress. Uh, but later on, God put in our hearts, like he put uh, the verse that says that children are said to be in families. families. So we felt in our heart that we were to reunite this uh former homeless children in families. So uh, these children are in centers. Boys, they're they are gathered by the um, city council and put in boys' centers. And this is one of the centers, the boys' center. And this is a boy who had had an operation. We usually go there with our kids. We involve our kids be because we believe that the kids, they, they warm up to our kids. They, they love seeing the love other kids coming to visit them. And we're just able also to to disciple our own children and see and let them expose them to seeing uh, wonderful things that God is doing in this kid's life. And this is one one of the boys at the center who had had a major oper uh, stomach operation. Uh, that's Gracie over there in the, with the uh, boys. And that's their family. This is a um, basketball uh, basketball court that we just built for them. And that's Lisa over there. Uh, next slide. Uh, this is Kenya. Um, Kenya has beautiful landscapes. Um, we have uh, mountains. This is Mount Kenya with a beautiful, um, it usually has a lot of snow at the top, um, tea plantation. Uh, we have a giraffe. This is just like 10 minutes away from us. Um, that's, um, Kenya has also beautiful beaches. This is one of the um, social workers who had gone to escort one of the boys back home to their homes. Sorry, do you want to no, jump in? Not, not, not as good as Queensland. Yeah, not as good as Queensland. We don't have surf beaches. <laughs> This is, um, this is our, uh, we have taken this photo from uh, the train, the train that leads to the beach, and you can see the um, elephant over there. Um, and that's just, taken, we, we, as you travel to the beach, you can see about, we, we last saw like 30 elephants, just, we're not even in, in the national park. Yeah, that's, I just mentioned, that's Tom. Um, he's, he's going to the, to the beach. I mean, he's taking, he was escorting one of the boys from the centers back to his family, and he was going to the area near the beach. So Kenya has, Kenya has uh, four major economic um, um, uh, income streams, and one of them is uh, transportation, 
uh, exportation of coffee, tea, roses, and tourism. So that's a major, major thing. People come to see the wildlife a lot. Um, and this is just the big cities in Nairobi. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing is um, Kenya, Kenya. Nairobi is also the only capital city in the world that has a national park in the in the main city. We just drive from the CBD and 10 minutes in and you're in a big national park with lions and giraffes and everything. And it's amazing because um, you don't need to go far. Once you come visit, you can just take you to the national, national park. And this is a real big national park. It's about 117 kilometers square. Why? That's, that's pretty amazing. So um, where we operate in Nairobi, there's 66 slums. Um, it, it has a population um, of uh, Nairobi of double Brisbane's population, but it's 22 times smaller. Um, and in that population, a half of that population of, um, live on only 5% of the land. So they live in very small homes, two metres by three metres, cast iron uh, um, sheeting homes, dirt floors, no running water. Um, they have electricity. Uh, the, the toilets are communal toilets. Uh, this is about a couple of kilometres from the, C the CBD. It's one of the oldest slums. It's called Majengo. Uh, 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 the people are very happy often with what they've got, though. They still have a joy. And um, uh, this is Majengo. A friend of ours planted a church there, a Muslim-dominant slum. And, um, yeah, there were, a lot of people have found Christ in that slum. Uh, people come to know, uh, live in those slums from often regional areas for greater economic opportunities that they, they, they come and choose to live in those. They're not free. Those homes cost about $50 a month to live in as well. So uh, landlords or somebody controls them and they would earn 3 or $4 or $5 a day and they would pay about $50 to live in that, at those homes. So we'll go to the next slide. Uh, we have two team members that we work with that are based in Western Kenya. So. Um, out near Lake Victoria, towards the lake, uh, towards um, Uganda border, and uh, they're called Carol and Zephora. And um, a lot of the children that we work with have come from that area. So to have some field workers based there, which is 500 kilometres from Nairobi, is, is really helpful. Um, Zephora's son uh, used to be um, uh, was a former street child, and um, so Zephora um, we, uh, we've worked with or journeyed with for many years, and. Um, after about six years of, uh, of um, doing life with her, um, we, we asked her, would you like to be part of our team? But yeah, she, she knows the journey of, of, of having a son who went to the street and, and, and experiencing that life. And she is one of many that has a testimony and gives thanks to God. Yeah, and also add that Sephora had also lost her child. The child is the boy at the back. She had lost her child for, I think, six or so years. She thought the child was dead. She completely had, had been praying for years, for years and many years to find the child. And at one time, almost giving up. And I remember she even went up onto a mountain and started praying at the mountain, fast, prayed and fasted for three days. And during, I think, the third day or the fourth day, that's one when she, had a, she got a phone call from one of us and she was told that we have your son in the boys' center. So she, she has an amazing testimony. She, she's there working with her whole heart, knowing that there are parents out there who have children that are lost. So the, the four shelters that we work at are in Nairobi CBD. 
and it's run by the city council of Nairobi, but the children originate often from all around Kenya. So it's a really big problem. And so we help the city county, they do their best. They feed the children at the shelters, but we help with other areas and, and such as tracing and, and, and a lot of um, other areas um, we, we've of assistance for the glory of God. Um, Carol's holding some chickens. It was her um, initiative. And so when we, we visit the families, she gives them a, a chicken and encourages them not to eat them, but to, to, uh, for, for eggs to, um, uh, yeah, to help the family. But that, that was her own initiative. Yeah. We'll go to the next slide. Uh, and this is um, our friend, uh, Pastor Elvis, who's secretary of, of, of uh, Children's Fortress. And um, we, we helped train him and get him through Bible college. And he has a heart to reach the, the um, Muslim uh, people. And um, he, he runs uh, an underground church in Nairobi in, a, in an area where, um, trying to reach Somali believers. Um, he also um, ad, ad, um, does an outreach near the Ethiopian border of, called Salolo. There's a town there. And he tried to reach the Barana people, who are a Muslim-dominant people group. And um, uh, um, so Elvis has got a, pa a real passion for, for reaching out to the um, Muslim population. And um, he's doing some great work there uh, um, uh, alongside us. And I've been friends with Elvis since 2009. Yeah. So I just thought I'd show that one slide. Uh, we'll go to the next one. Um, there was a dead, there was a cattle there. They've had like a long drought uh, up, up there uh, as well. And we, we've been able to do food distribution, food handouts. And the local community was so happy that they donated um, a parcel of land and they've planted a church as a result of the food distribution in that, in that community. So we give glory to God. We'll go to the next slide. Um, these are just some of our values. But um, uh, yeah, character, integrity, love, uh, being God-centered, resilience, teamwork, every life matters, and children in families and making disciples is not optional. Yeah. So we'll go to the next one. Um, this is our, one of our, our team members, Tom, who works directly on the street and he invites the children to the shelters. So uh, it, it's not always an easy decision for the child to go to the shelter because they may have been abused, neglected and have not a sense of family themselves. So the children on the street uh, uh, feel like family to them. So if they make a decision to go to the shelter, they might feel like they're leaving their family. Some of the children, sadly, are also um, have uh, addiction problems like I did. Uh, they um, often addicted to sniffing glue, shoe glue, which uh, suppresses their appetite, it dulls their emotions, and it keeps them warm at night. And they can get it for 20 cents of equivalent. And they, they collect plastic bottles, re recycling, and then that little money they can get, they, um, they, it feeds that addiction, which is very sad. So Tom prays with them, he offers them a meal, um, he counsels them, he's a trained social worker and, and counsellor, and then he in, in extends an invitation to, to them to come to the shelters and to seek help, and that we're at the shelters and we can help them further at the shelters. And if they're willing to go home and want to go home, we can then walk with them and help them go back home and make sure that the home is a safe place and strengthen the home to look after them. Yeah. Um, so this is just a long list, but basically it's there just to sort of say that it's, it, it's complicated. Not always the children are on the street just for economic reasons. They can have abuse, neglect, peer group pressure. Um, it could be that they've stolen something small, um, which to them is big, and they're concerned that they, they, they might be harshly disciplined or 
um, re remarriage and then a, a partner has, uh, um, has not shown favour or love to them in the, in the remarriage. So there's a, there's a lot of um, issues that can lead the ch children to the street. School fees as well. Um, yeah. So this is the team that we work with. Uh, and while we've been in Australia uh, on furlough, they, they, they've been working hard and we've been working with them online and uh, they make sure everything's going, going well. So we've uh, got a media officer, uh, field officers, an IT teacher, uh, street, street outreach, social worker, librarian, um, reintegration manager, that means um, uh, Elijah, he helps oversee the children go back to their families, uh, and, uh, and child protection officer and, and Bible teacher uh, is Dennis. So we'll go to the next slide. Um, this slide here is to show three of the team members, Elijah on the left, Samson in the middle, looking very happy, and Moses on the right holding the microphone. They're all f three former street-connected children. They've come from those shelters. Their testimonies, they've lived um, a, a, a great transformation. We've worked with them. They're beneficiaries of the project, and they really help to speak to the children and, and, and tell them about their lives and that uh, God will also do a testimony in their lives that, that, like the God has done in their lives. So we're very proud of what God has done in their lives. Yeah. Uh, um, this is just a, a couple more photos of the team. We're here on the top of a building. Um, that, uh, it's the biggest building in Nairobi. Uh, almost, I think it's, it's 27 floors up, but that, that we had a nice day out and uh, we were praying over the city and we enjoyed, enjoyed it. Um, this is, uh, we, have, we operate at five locations in, inside Nairobi and uh, also out in the field outside of Nairobi as well. So there's four government shelters and we also do a library in, a in, in Kiambu, which is a community, um, which is an informal settlement slum. And, and, uh, yeah, that's the verse before we, uh, Irene shared on, though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. And this is some testimonies. Um, there is a lot of hope. It's a big problem, but there is a lot of hope. And um, it's like one, one life at a time. Um, as uh, Jesus stopped to help th that man who was affected by the legion the, the, of, of demons, uh, and Je Jesus just helped one person there, that's how we are to do too, just one at a time and we can make a difference, yeah. If we look at the big problem, all it's very hard but, and we can get discouraged, but just one life at a time for the glory of God, yeah. Uh, th this is uh, Dennis um, just showing, uh, preaching, uh, doing uh, praise and worship, uh, also in one of the community libraries, and um, he, he's a, a great um, a pastor to, to the children and preacher to them, and he's their Bible teacher, yeah. Yeah, for the glory of God, we've helped 115 children go back to their families. Yeah, and it's slow. It's like one a month or so. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they are like the prodigal son. They come home. They have a testimony to share with their community, not just their own families, but the community. And we come back and pray with the families. And we also see how we can help their other children because and, 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 they also might be at risk. We can help them as well. But God is glorified through that. Do you want to read that one now? Uh, this slide's up. It's showing so so making soap. And our team member, Lucy, came up with the idea. And it's just to show innovation and imagination, invention. During COVID, we found out, you know, soap is expensive. And she found out the, re uh, the, the recipe to make soap, ingredients. And so they started making soap in the centres for hygiene. And, um, yeah, 
for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. So it's not us, it's God prepared these works to do. Yeah. Um, we, God prepared this for us to do too, uh, libraries. And they were just a shipping container, but we've now got um, uh, four libraries, 40-foot containers that are, that are not a container but a library learning centre. Yeah. And commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. Because we just had a dream often at, when we started. We didn't know how we could do it. We even battled to try to get land to put them in, in, in the slum, informal settlement, because land is an issue. Um, as we were saying before, um, um, Nairobi is very densely populated. So just to give land is a big thing, but we commit that and God, God makes it happen. So these are some of the libraries. And they're great, they can be moved because we've had to move them, uh, two of them. And so otherwise we would have, had to, would have lost the library, yeah. Uh, this is Kiambu where you see the shiny metal sheets. And uh, there's 70,000 people that live in that area, about three kilometres. And um, have a library in there. It's a light and a dark place. The kids come in there, about 70 a session. And... They, 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 we share the word of God when we, we help them with their schooling, we do our tutoring, and they get access to books. But it's also a place they can study. And that, that's a photo of them in the library, some of the children, and, and, and the, the, where the library container is. We teach computers. Uh, I teach uh, teacher Samson. He, he, we, he's uh, got a Bachelor of Computer Science, uh, and he was one of the uh, people we highlighted before. And we have 15 computers in this lab and also six at the girls' shelter. And so we, get, we help the children access technology and empower them with skills. And um, there's been about four that have gone on to university learning computers at the moment. So, uh, yeah, and we try, we try to help them with access to um, uh, um, IT and encourage them with career counselling as well because some of that they don't get at homes or also in their schools. Uh, um, this is my former employer. Um, we stayed in touch with them um, and stayed friends with them. And um, 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 the, the founder, he's, he's helped us um, on our board and he helped us um, fund the basketball court. I worked for them for seven years and though they're, they're, it's a secular work environment, they were very great, uh, helpful. They would give me unpaid leave, sometime, sometimes up to four months before I left for, to live in Kenya. And they even funded a water tank for a community project. And so, yeah, God can use anybody. Uh, and, um, yeah, they helped us fund a basketball court and we were very grateful. And then they dropped in to see it and um, they were very touched by the children. Uh, for the glory of God, um, we, we help with medical as well. Um, on the right is um, Irene's sister, Kate. She's a nurse and helped us. Uh, and we, in the photo in the middle is a, is a local church. Where, where, where the medical camp was conducted and people also get counselling if they need it, uh, um, prayer as well, and uh, they also get access to medication. Yeah. And this, this slide is up just to show innovation again, the, the soap making on the right, the solar lantern in the middle, so if the family doesn't have electricity, they can uh, still got lights through solar. Um, uh, Pastor Elvis, who was highlighted before, um, um, who does the work in northern Kenya, um, he's, he's also helps us with gardening um, from at the shelters and he's using a car tire as a, 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 a plant holder. Uh, and up here, 
we've got an energy efficient cooker, so it uses charcoal, but it's, it, it uses less, so it's better for the family budget. And I think, that, yeah, that, that's all the slides. Um, so, we, yeah, we, we want to thank. Yeah, we just, we just want to thank you so much. We're so honoured to be here, Pastor Jim and Pevy. Uh, we're just so honoured to come and share what amazing things that God is doing in Kenya. We can't, we, have, we, we love what we do, but even sharing how God is transforming other kids' lives, it's even it's so amazing. We just, we're so blessed to be on the ground and to see everything. So thank you so much for giving us this opportunity. Thank you. So, I mean, that was wonderful presentation. I mean, you know, we can't all go, but we're so glad that you guys went. And so, you know, we, we just feel so blessed. What are some of the, the things that we can do to help you guys uh, in the mission work? You uh, pray that the, the bondages that hold the children to the street are broken in Jesus' name, yeah. um, that they accept the invitations to the shelters and that, that they are tied by um, addictions, problems that they have broken. Yeah. Yeah. I've I got to really say, you really squeezed my heart this, this morning. Did anyone else feel that? It's just like, wow, God can just do amazing things. So, uh, yeah. Do you have any major projects coming up? we can uh, work with you? Well, Ben was given this big mission, vision, sorry, uh, and dream. He's been dreaming about uh, working with the police, which is very hilarious because he, he always had a fear for the police. That's being a foreigner in Kenya. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's sort of a good thing and a bad thing. You get favor being a white man, but again, you get a lot of policemen or people who are so corrupt. Unfortunately, Kenya has a lot of corruption and they do see foreigners as, uh, as people they can uh, use to get to, to get what they want, you know, so they will catch them on the wrong. So they have caught, so a lot of times Ben would be walking in the streets doing his work or whatever and they get and they catch him and they just want to bribe him for anything. They ask him, do you have a passport with you? He's not, he's not working with a passport, so they will grab, ask him, you have to give us whatever, the quota money, some money, we have to give us this money, otherwise we'll send you back to your country or whatever. So he's, there's been so many challenges like that, but just lately God has uh, been putting in our heart in, uh, that um, we should work with the police. Like uh, We feel like that's in the stream that God is directing us right now to, to go into the police stations and Share the gospel. And share the gospel with these police. A lot of them, people do not have a high standards of them because of how they are so corrupt. They just know them as corrupt people. Yeah. So this is a way we're feeling we need to share the gospel. And we believe, somehow we believe it will connect with also the city council because we're working with them. Yeah, we have a, we feel called to work with the government and we want to uh, go to the uh, police station, um, bring some tea and donuts and sit down with them and share the Bible and ask them if they have any prayer requests or anything we can pray for them with and just to try to listen to them and try to be a friend to them. Um, it, it, we're called to be a light in a dark place and um, yeah, so n not to have fear. So um, we feel called to uh, start a ministry trying to outreach to the police and share the gospel to them and um, um, pray for us that that goes well and yeah, we're also looking at planting another another library in another community as well. Yeah, Great. yeah. So I think they're they're the things on the radar for this year. Sure. And, and what does it cost to get a forty foot container? 
I think it's, it's set up completely um, around ten thousand dollars. Yeah, okay. yeah. Do you think we should be involved in that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we 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 get, we we are very grateful. Um, it's a source of encouragement to have a church praying for us and 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 we, with us. And we, we're together. We represent you, and we're grateful for your your support and help. And um, yeah, um, keep doing God's work here and ma making disciples in Brisbane. And uh, we, we're praying for you. Great. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Why don't, just stay, why don't you all stand this morning? How cool is that? So we will we'll get something put together and then we will raise $10,000 for a container library and then you can contribute to that. Does that sound wow. good? Thank you. Thank yeah, you. we can give the Lord a hand. Thank Come you. Come on, we can do this. We only need to do a little bit for a lot to take place, yes? Yeah, come on. Why don't you guys stand together? Why don't you hold hands? Because you are married. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> why don't you put your hands towards them and let's pray for them. Pray for them that God will give them strategic open gates and doors. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful testimony that you're giving Ben and Irene. Lord, we thank you that you have gone before them, Lord, and you are guiding them. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are doing a great work through them. And we pray for the nation of Kenya, God, and we pray for the area of Nairobi and for all the libraries, oh God. And we pray, Lord, that you would give them that strategic door that opens, Lord, to key people, to gatekeepers, Lord. Lord, that you would give them favour, that when they walk in, that the people's hearts would be open. And we believe for salvation for many police people, God, for many government people, Lord God, because we know you're with them, God, and their heart is to do good. So bless them, God, in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Thanks for listening today. I hope you subscribe to the podcast so you can be inspired weekly. God bless and have a great day.